Savage Max Variety Hour. Um, I'm Max Kyle Bellinger Jr., relief pitcher for the uh, Detroit Demons, and I am joined tonight with my buddy and co-host Rabbit Fun. What's up, Rabbit? Hi, hi. So, and who's your player again? I want to ask one to hear you say it. Bongo Lu Longo. What a name! What a that's a legendary name, my friend. So we actually have a lot to. Uh, we actually have a good amount of stuff to go over tonight. Um, nothing too crazy, but um, we didn't have what a two month uh, break between episodes like we did last time. Um, so before we start, actually, you know what's kind of crazy, Rabbit? I don't know if I told you this. It's kind of scary in a way. Because, um, okay, like, I think like, if you listen to the, uh, uh Summit Pictures podcast today with Sam Galvin, you'll know this already, but people who didn't, we use Anchor now to record our podcast instead of, um, Craigbot. Uh, it's just more reliable, host shebang. <laughs> but now it tells us how many people, Rabbit. Now it tells us how many people listen to the podcast. It's kind of scary. <laughs> so you can tell if we're popular or not. Exactly. And you're like, it's like, dude, we got almost 20 listeners, which for the PBE, I feel like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, now we have to be professional. <laughs> we have to be professional now. Because <laughs> now people are listening to us. I mean, to a degree, yeah. Um, okay. So we have a, like a list of stuff to go on tonight. Um, for the sake of clarity, in case we things change by the time, which I don't expect, but if things change by now and um, time publishing, which could be Friday or Saturday, yeah, um, we are recording this on Tuesday, the 9th of February, 2021. It, we, the stream just started about an hour ago. So we don't know the results from that, but um, yeah. Okay, so let's do the first thing, Rabbit. Yes. Um, trade deadline happened what yesterday? Uh, happened recently, right? Yes. When was it, Dima? Uh, it should have been, I think, yesterday. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. Okay, okay. So any big thing? I, I know one, but I want to hear what you said. Um, say. Anything crazy happen? You think? I mean, honestly, no. Um, like the the Simo trade was probably the biggest one that caught me off guard as far as anything that transpired because most of the other trades were just like you know little depth piece ads more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I kind of had a, a feeling that the Simo trade was going to happen because for those who don't know. Um, I don't mind that people know this. I'm not trying to be super secretive as I run the uh, newly donned PBE Insider Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, so if you want some good league rumors, um, check that out. And if you would have seen, I actually kind of broke that one before it actually happened. Oh, so you got the Insider Insider pass now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, um, so far in a lot of my rumors, a lot of them have actually come true. Uh, I, I found out which we'll probably talk about is William Williamson in his retirement, as well as the SEMO trade. Um, 
So we've already got out in front of them, and there's a couple other ones that are still kicking out there that uh, we can get to later. But um, but that was the biggest one. Is uh, Nashville seemed like they really wanted to have that player there, but. Um... So um, there was technical difficulties there, but you were talking about your Twitter and how you you um, actually broke some news. So talk about that, Rabbit. Well, it's just there's been a couple of things that have been said over Twitter, um, kind of all related. Well, some of them are related uh, for certain areas there, which is uh, uh, the main one was the SEMO trade about it happening, and it did happen. Um, but the uh, other parts of that puzzle um, are interesting for me because, again, rumors are rumors. I'm not about to say any of this is true because um, the Cancun situation is fairly uh, complicated as well from uh, kind of things I've been look, you know, looking into and hearing. Um, but we'll get to that after. First, uh, let's talk about the whole SEMO trade. And the main thing with that is um, that even though Death Valley oh. just traded for him, right? So Herbie uh, Farnsworth is his player name. Um, there is rumors that even though Vancouver just traded for Vivi Zielman, um, with her becoming a free agent at the end of the season, there's connections with her and Death Valley. But the user Simo does not get along with the other user Bex from, again, what I've heard. I don't know this, you know, verbatim per se. So I'm wondering if something might, you know, kind of play out there in that um, Simo does have some connections with Vancouver. So I don't think you'll see a trade happen. And if it does, it'll be a draft day trade. Um, but I could almost see a situation where you just have a swap where maybe Zielman heads to Death Valley as a free agent, but then Vancouver kind of recoups by getting back Farnsworth. So, um, I real quick, what, what was the trade for people who don't know? Um, I believe I'd have to bring it up actually. Just so we, you know, people are aware. Know what I mean? Yep. So it was a Death Valley first um, for Farn uh, for Herbie uh, Farnworth, uh, but if Herbie opts out and does not resign with Death Valley, um, then it will become then Death Valley receives Nashville's second round pick. Okay. So. Yeah, so I think Nashville gets the first regardless, but if um, Herbie opts out or doesn't resign and goes to Vancouver, like I might, you know, I've been kind of hearing, then Nashville ends up losing a second next year in return. That's that's rough. Yeah. That's really rough. So who do you think won that trade? (laughs) I mean, at least as a basis... Farnsworth seems to be like a good player. Uh, I actually don't know what season he is. I got to double check that. So he is season 21. Mm-hmm. And do, do, do. he is currently ninth in his draft class for TPE. Okay. So he's, he's not at the top, but I mean, he, I mean, he is over 60 TPE back, but I mean, so if you kind of look at that as a straight-up ranking, then he'd be worth like an eighth overall. So if Death Valley 
kind of finishes where it looks like they will in the standings, even if they get knocked out in the first, second round, um, that pick is probably going to be 10th or later. So if you want to look direct value, you know, obviously you don't know the 10th could be a bust, but if you look direct value, um, it almost looks like Nashville lost on that trade as is. And I mean, if Farnsworth doesn't resign, then they lose heavy in that deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think they wanted to get back into this draft and have some kind of piece to move. Um, but yeah, I, I can go on that. We can, I'd like to talk about the draft stuff again later, but we can hit that up later. Um, but yeah, I feel it's, it's kind of an even trade right now, but it all depends how things shake out. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. What about, um, Babs? Have you started that trade? I mean, not Babs. I'm Jabs. I'm sorry. Jabs. I mean, it's just a rental trade. Um, Honestly, a lot of those kind of trades, like I didn't, the only one that really piqued my interest is the SEMO one because Jabs is on the tail end of a spin into regression, not saying his player's bad or anything, but that's just a depth depth trade for New York, who's uh, desperately trying to get into the playoffs. Um, I think they know that they can't miss um, considering the core and the age and everything, so um, but I just seeing them, they've lost again to Cancun and stream, which is, that is not good for them for their, uh, bid for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, cause they made the trade earlier with OVX, um, for that other player as well. So, um, I think they're grasping at straws a bit, um, uh, but it's kind of, kind of typical, um, trades at the deadline. It's just, it seems like a lot of teams, you, very rarely you'll see a big uh, positional player trade nowadays. It's mm-hmm. like prospects getting moved, maybe picks getting moved. Uh, but the majority of the trades you'll see is for pitching, almost always pitching. As a team will look at their situation and go, okay, is our pitching struggling? Do we need a bit extra? And that seems what teams always make the deals for. Yep, yep. And um, New York's always doing that kind of thing. Like, you know, they just show up everything at the, in the – because Babs is known for that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, let's move on from that. Because um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, where is it? I lost it. There we go. Um, if you don't mind, because we, we, you were just talking about the trade, right? Um, with the draft and everything. Um. Where we so? What are your choices for the draft? Like, where would you want to go? Where does Bongo want to go? Where does Bongo want to go? Um, I mean, I do have a little chart. Like, I, I it's kind of like I have to look at my own my own st- notes I've made as to where I'd want to go. Uh, so if I had to pick places I'd like to go, um. Uh, probably my number one destination would be New Orleans um, because that team is up and coming. Um, I don't think they're going to get worse. They're only really going to get better. And they're the kind of team that has um, enough of a core built that if they didn't modify it, I think they'll be competitive. I don't think the core is good enough on its own right now to win, like to be like that definitive as a winner, like you see San Antonio or Death Valley be. But I think 
they're super competitive and they should kind of have the East on lockdown for a bit. But because of that, it's like the perfect situation where they can use a draft pick, you know, to get more guaranteed assets, which would be, I'd hope me, right? I add something to that team. I'm going to max earn. I'll be on the roster in two seasons. And then as long as you kind of plug those couple little prospect holes with, you know, guarantees rather than trying to take a lot of shots, um, they can use their additional assets, which are draft picks that they may not need later down the road to then supplement it, you know, with some trades or try and draw one or two free agents. in. because if the team's winning, people are going to want to go to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's probably my number one spot I end up, but I mean, in order for that to happen, I believe, I mean, I think a lot of people would believe they're going to have to trade up. Um, I'm not going to sewer my rep to the point that I want to drop all the way to 10 and you know, 12 and hope that I maybe get to them. Um, so yeah, that would be my first choice. Um, other kind of options uh, would be Nashville. I loved playing there. Um, I would definitely love to go back. Um, and I think there's a good spot for my player to fit on that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, the only kind of thing is we'll talk about it again later. Cause it was one of the questions. Is there a ball power? part factors for my specific player aren't ideal, but I'd be willing to go switch batter um, if needed. I just don't want to be a righty. Um, How come? Uh, th- there's too many specific teams right now that have favored for lefts that are near the top of the league that it would just kind of be detrimental unless you really specifically played for the sloths right now. Um, really? Yeah, the sloths literally are just all right-handed like them and like everyone poked fun at death valley being the meme team but san antonio is all four starting pitchers are righties all nine of their batters are righties they have uh platooned batters that are all stacked versus one hand that they swap in for left versus right and all their factors are 0.85 or 900 whatever the minimum is now for lefties, but then it's maxed out for right-handed bats. So, um, yeah. So if I went there as a left-handed bat, I'd be pretty much, you know, putting myself at a, you know, up to 30% disadvantage. But I mean, I don't think I would go there anyways. I, you know, I don't need to explain that. Um, but yeah. So stars, Rugurus, uh, apex do intrigue me. Um, uh, they, they are building something pretty decent there, so uh, they have my interest for sure. Um, Demons, I know you play for them. I've been kind of flip-floppy about them lately because it's like they have some decent core and some decent prospects, but the team, you know, it, it's like they expect to keep doing better, but every year it's like maybe 40 wins. So it's like what? where's the point that they step forward? And unfortunately for them, um, I feel bad literally not doing this at the check. Yeah, they're in the West Division, which with the Sloth, Scorpions, Raptors, and Stars, who are all definitely ahead of them and are not going to be losing a lot for them to gain, they've yeah. got a battle uphill. I, yep, I agree with that. And then there's really kind of like teams that I just, I wouldn't mind. Um... You know, Death Valley won't happen because uh, they traded their first and they only have a second 
which is going to be person man, and their third rounder is going to be forfeited due to cap penalties now. Uh, uh, Vandals, it's nothing against the team. It's just been a kind of, I've been there, done that thing. Um, and I kind of want to, you know, f- fresh start. Like, I know I've been on the Stars and Rugurus, but it was only for a couple seasons, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the Vandals, I spent so much time with, and um, they're one of those teams that if they really sat down and talked and were like, we really want you here. And because right now I think they're picking third and fourth in the draft. So if they got someone like a mashed haters or somehow legally blind gamer, I'd entertain the idea of going back there because then there's someone else to kind of like really, you know, that I, I do like and to kind of bond with to play in that team. Um, I don't want to say no, like I won't say no, but it's just, I'm kind of lukewarm on it because I've been on the Vandals for so long. I kind of want to try something different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try to speed this up as I run through the teams. Boise's the same kind of boat. No, no, grab it. Take your time. <laughs> uh, Boise's the same kind of boat in that there's nothing about them that jumps out that I'm like, yeah, I want to be a Raptor. But, like, again, if they came to me, um, kind of like this is all kind of relation. Like, when I went to free agency – I kind of was expecting like a bigger uh, boom, I guess, when I was uh, available from Detroit. Um, and it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. But the Rougarous were really like in. They were like, we want you here. Like, we want you to be part of this. And and even though that team at the time, you know, wasn't good, it just, it was nice to feel like someone was like, hey, we want you to be part of this, right? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. Like, Walking Fuss may not have a great season. He may not pitch well, but like you guys, you guys want me there. So yeah, I'll, I'll go there. Like I, I feel like I have a spot there, a place there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if the Raptors really took me aside and were like, Hey, we're really interested. We really would like you to play here. If we can get you, you know, we trade it up or whatever. Um, I wouldn't say no to them. Right. Uh huh. Um, the Sloss, I, I just don't think I'll, I'll, I'll end up going to. Um, currently, because my guy's a lefty, I wouldn't want to go there anyways just due to the park factors. Um, uh, I'm the kind of person I would obviously give anything a chance. Um, you know, fresh starts and all that. If uh, Josu wanted, you know, bury the hatchet or something, I, I wouldn't say no and give it a try. Um, but I just, I just they're, they're going to be too low in the draft, and I, I don't think they'll work anyways. Um, Sarasota, I've already talked to, um, just kind of, there's too many ifs and questions about that kind of way that roster's built and the way the guys have been GMing. And, um, I'm not saying they're, they're necessarily bad GMs. It's just as a former GM, I kind of watch what they're doing and I'm, I'm not sure if I, if I have confidence in that yet. Um, and the branding, uh, I know it's not a lot, right? But there's very few ways you can express yourself in this league, and that's through your avatars and your signatures. And um, certain teams, I just don't like the branding, and other ones I like, you know, better than others. Like I think, I mean, a lot of people love the Toros branding, and it l- legitimately gives you so many great options for your for your graphics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just the Supernova don't give me that same vibe, so. It's just, there's just too many kind of like eh about it for me. Um, 
Outer Banks, I know there's new management there, but that team for me is just cursed. And I look at the roster and how it's built. And again, I don't have confidence in that team. Um, there's too many better team, too many other better teams in the East that I think that team, they keep saying every season is going to be in the next season, but they've been saying that since like season nine. So, yeah. um, I just no interest Providence kind of same thing. I don't really know anyone on that team. I don't really know anything about the team. Um, they've at no point have they really reached out to me or anyone really contacted me. So I just, again, I'm pretty eh about it. Um, and really that just, well, okay. The thing is with Death Valley as well is I don't want to go there, but it's just because they always seem to get everything right. And that's really, again, I'm, I'm jealous how good their GMs are because they always make those good trades. They snipe those good players and they draft fairly well. Mm-hmm. So if they had the ability to like trade up or whatever and get a hold of a first and they were like, Hey, we really want you to come. I wouldn't say no. But at the same breath, I, I'm kind of like, eh, about it just because, dude, they already get everyone else. Like, do they really need, you know, my player? I don't I don't think they do, right? I'd like to keep the league a little more balanced, see some new teams kind of rise. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And last but not least is uh, Kashima. So the thing with the Foxes is they have some decent users and players and stuff, but... Man, I just don't know what that team is doing. Um, they seem to get some assets built up. Like, you're, you're kind of looking confident. You're like, okay, okay, there's some nice pieces there that, you know, is a little ahead of the rest of their pack, and they could, you know, contribute and do a couple things. But, like, then they trade them away, and they just keep getting more and more draft picks, which, dude, it's fine to keep drafting and getting, you know, good quality players and stuff. But, I mean, if they all you know, are developing at the same pace. Like that team is not going to compete for like another three or four seasons. And the players who get called up are going to get torched on the stat sheet. Um, That team is, they could end up being the next Utah where Utah had like the slowest burn ever. I'm not sure if you remember. Yeah, Um, I remember that. It's like they couldn't draw anyone there and they just had their base pieces that they had to just keep building on. And then eventually kind of panned out for them. Um, But like it took forever for them to get there because they just kept kind of drafting everything and building from scratch. Um, I mean, the Rougarous kind of did do that as well. Um, They had a couple pieces come in and out of that place, but really it took them forever to build up steam. Right. And I just feel like Kashima's doing that. And uh, the way the league is right now, and and they're in the West too, are they not? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah they're Japan. Yeah, so you've got Detroit who's struggling in the West, who, you know, they keep saying, like, oh, we're going to do something, but they just kind of don't, right? No no offense. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I got you. But so you've got a team, and I, I have confidence in Detroit. I think they'll do something eventually, but, like, they're struggling, and you're you're telling me Kashima's going to try and get involved in that? Mm, it, there's got to be more there, and and I feel like, you know, I'd get called up after the three seasons in the minors and I'd have to spend three to four seasons just getting murdered by like all the West and the competition. And that doesn't seem very appealing to me. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I get that. So I guess, yeah. So t- 
top three would probably be Nashville or, well, if we start one, I'd love to go to New Orleans. I really would. Um, Nashville would probably be two. Uh, it's a hard one for three, but I, I do have some interest in the apex. Um, it, it would be kind of cool to maybe to kind of, to kind of do that. Um, I didn't mention the Toros actually. Um, branding's great. Um, I have some questions about that team. I'm not going to get into anything too personal here, but depending on the rumors from there, it depends if certain people get traded or not, how interested I am in that team. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yep, yep. That's fair. That's fair, man. I think so. Um, another thing that happened around the trade deadline. Well, two things actually, Rabbit. Um, and I kind of want you to pick your brain on both. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Because it's not on the question sheet. Yeah. So I'm just trying to pick your brain. How about her? Um. The first one, Nate Pearson retired. What's your take on that? Uh, I mean, he was getting close. It was due. Um, I'll be interested. I don't know. Is his ban been lifted now or? He's not coming back. Oh, he's like done, done? Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm done. I'm not coming back. Good luck. Goodbye. Oh, I mean, it's it's unfortunate um, that things kind of ended the way they did. I still don't know what was set. What was said? I mean, we don't need to, you know, reiterate what was yep, said. Yep. But I just kind of feel sad that, um, you know, Leafers had a couple of his moments, but he's never been like the insane bad that some other people have that are still around. And it's just kind of sad that you know one moment has completely defined it. And then, you know, for someone like me, I don't even know what was said. Um, but clearly it was bad enough to result in everything. Um, and then now he's gone after kind of being, you know, a pretty big part of the league for so long. So uh, it, it's sad uh, for me, um, you know, kind of without the context. Maybe if I knew what was said, uh, you know, my opinion might be a bit different. But it just from an outside view, it's um, I think people can change. And I feel like, you know, even if he said something pretty bad, He's one of those people I would honestly give confidence that they could change who they were and, you know, be apologetic for what was said. Um, so them kind of stepping away without even attempting to salvage that kind of paints a bad picture, I guess, as well, because um, you didn't even make the attempt to kind of come back and do mm-hmm. something about it, you know? So, I don't know. It, <laughs> I guess sad disappointed is the best way I can kind of say yeah, that, that so that works and then um you're also talking about um goodness gracious the demons and how they keep saying oh so and so is our year we're gonna come back we're gonna do great things right um well um that kind of got a wrench thrown in it because wilson wilson retired which is a pretty big blow for the team um, what's your take on that? I mean, whatever you're, if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, um, I fully re- respect the, the user doing what is fun for them because that's what I did with walk and fuss. I only went one year in regression and I was like, you know, what? I'm not having fun pitching. Um, I want to re- go back to batter and try something new. Um, 
but I mean, for that team, I'm just looking at them right now and um, their biggest things that are kind of hampering them is that they don't have a lot of like players that are wowing me when I look at their, their sheet, like in that core. Wow. But I mean, well, I just, I just mean like, um, like players who are over 1500 TPE, uh-huh. right? They, they only have hummus right now. Who's going to drop again next year. You know, Tesla could challenge, but I mean, they've got this core of season 18 players, um, between Jordy, Super Tardis and uh, Stegosaurus. But I mean, even then you can see the difference. Like Stretch Armstrong has got 160 TPE lead on uh, Herrera. Um, and then it kind of drops off again with Dimes and Stack and Paper. And then Galvin's season 18, which he's part of that core, but he's 400 TPE behind them. And then all of a sudden there's a massive gap. And then you start with the season 21 and 22s, mm-hmm. right? So losing Williamson was huge um, for their starting rotation. And I mean, two of, so they've got three decent starting pitchers. Um, but like, as far as threatening bats, they've got really only three. And then the rest are all young and developing. And even then looking like, I don't know if people are missing from this, the sheet, but like one, two, three, four, five, six of their prospects are pitchers. Yep. And then you have a second base, a catcher and a right field. And that's it with uh, Danny B, Joe Burrow and Stanley Yelnitz. Like that's a team that, like I said, it's just, it, their makeup's kind of confusing. Like, there's kind of a core there, but the core is mostly pitching without a lot of bats, which, um, you know, Nashville is a perfect example where they had heavy pitching. So they did decent as far as keeping, you know, uh, the games close. But if it went to a slugging match, they just got torched, yep. right? And Detroit plays in the West, which has one of the most offensive, two of the most offensive teams in the league with San Antonio and Death Valley. So I just, yeah, I like the team I feel like is going to have some decent pieces, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, who regresses this year? Is it season 15? What season are we in? 24? Uh, so. Or no, 23. 15, yes. Okay, so you've got – I mean, the first regression isn't hard, yeah. right? But you still got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players who are going to be regressing in two, three seasons, and, you know, half of them aren't even max earning. Yeah, that's a problem. So – and in those three seasons, right, even if their core prospects – so Danny B., Burrow, Yelnats, Bellinger Jr., uh, Luke Coolhands – uh, Duckworth Lewis, like three, four seasons, you know, and even those guys are just listed. That's a mixed bag. Like, um, I'd have to check the TPE rankings. Uh, but Bellinger, do you know if you're near yes, the top? Yeah. So, uh, Duckworth and Luke aren't far off. So they're pretty close there. But then, like, Nico Badelli and Thomas Palmer is still quite a ways off. So, 
even if you factor in three, four seasons, all those guys are going to be maybe 900, maybe a thousand TP. Yeah. So you'll have like five players who are like, you would hope maybe 1500 plus, and then the rest will be a thousand. So the team will be competing, but those high end players are now regressing, right? Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. Like, Detroit's got like an okayish core, but they need to pull in some free agents to like supplement that. Yeah, because there's no like real star in the core. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And um, where are their draft picks at? I mean, I mean, if you looked at my draft board earlier, they still have three picks that are worth value. Um, but kind of looking at this draft class, I feel like Detroit either has to get too hot, like keep their one pick um, and turn some other combo of picks or a trade into a second higher pick and get two really good guaranteed quality players or take their first and second and trade down both of them if they can and try and stack a whole bunch in the second and third round and just get some assets going there because th- there's a lot of missing pieces as far as like a prospect pool goes for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, I said, they're just in a weird spot. Like, I, you look at the West and, and what they have to beat, and I, I just don't think they're clo- anywhere close to beating them unless they have a really good free agency soon. And that loss of uh, Wilson is huge. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it sucks, dude. You know? It just, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I hope, I hope, I hope, um, I hope Dylan has fun with his new player. Like you said, that's always important, you know, but it just hurts a lot. <laughs> There's no other like real way to put it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like. Yes, I hope he has fun, and I hope he does good, and I hope, you know, he, he when he reaches creates, he does it in a way where, you know, he's having fun. But from a from a selfish um, team perspective, it sucks. You know, no other way to really put it. Yeah. I mean, I think, at least for me, like, if you were to pick my brain and be like, hey, Rabbit, how do you judge, you know, how you feel about a team and and how they're doing and how they could be doing, is I look at a team as um, how good is their 7-3-3, as I would call it. Um, And that means seven of their nine batters, three of their starting pitchers, and three of their bullpen. Mm -hmm. Right, so really quickly, that's 13. So if you look at the compendium and you look at what the team's number 13th ranked player is, um, in Detroit's case, that is Danny B at 745 TP, yeah. right? And you look above him, you know, it's it's pretty easy to kind of visually understand that. So you look at the teams who are currently ahead of them, Death Valley, right? I'm not saying that every team has the perfect composition, right? Because teams might have four starting pitchers who are above this line and four bullpen and only like five batters, yep. right? 
it's just kind of a general rule of thumb that I use, right? Because you can have two weaker batters, but if the other seven are good, it doesn't really affect you. You can have three good starting pitchers. If your fourth is weak, you may not get as many wins as the regular season, but that guy's going to the bullpen in the playoffs anyways, yeah. right? So if you have three strong relievers, you're going to have two good stoppers, probably someone to do a closeout, and then you add that fourth starting pitcher anyways, you're fine. But anyway, so Detroit, 13th player, 745 TPE. Death Valley, 1,265. Um, Nashville, 1,051. San Antonio, 1,220. So, and that's like the 13th worst guy. So obviously everyone above them is better. And like we just said, Detroit's line isn't like a huge spike up after that. So almost across the board, they're at a 500 TPE disadvantage compared to the three West teams that you really need to beat to, to have a shot right now at the playoffs. And you know what I mean? That's, that's your measuring mm-hmm. stick. And that's, that's not easy to make up in an off season of growth. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I hope. I hope the demons do something and, you know, because, you know, it is fun, like, to grow the team um, organically, like, you know, like, with, like, more or less what NOLA did, like, they, they got a core and they built it, and it took a while, and it does take a while, but if you have people really into the team... And, you know, that believe in the team. It, it, I feel like it's a lot more fun to win that way than, like, get a billion one draft picks and just win the World Series. You know what I mean? If that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. It's just, like you said, the, the two teams that are sitting in front of you, um, uh, the Sloths don't draw a lot of free agents, but they draft and develop incredibly well. Whereas the Death Valley draws all the free agents, but then also trades and drafts really well. So you you have to beat that as as Detroit. It's just the reality of it. And um, I mean, if none of the free agents are coming your way and they're going to literally someone into your division, I mean, you're kind of losing, right? Immediately. So... um, it, it just sucks that that's the way it is. I wish more people would kind of take the league as um, like towards moving towards balance mm-hmm. rather than um, rather than always going, oh, I got to chase a ring and I got to win, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Um. That makes sense, cause the le- the you know talking about league balance, right? I don't remember when it was. My memory is shit. Um, we're allowed to curse, right? <laughs> I hope we're allowed to curse. Um, but my memory is really sh- um, shoddy, and I don't remember when they passed it, but they passed a rule. Where they're gonna make park factors more in line with 
perfect team from OOTP, right? Do you yeah. play a perfect team? No, no. Do you play you play OOTP though, right? I mean, as far as using OOTP for what it's meant for, no, I actually don't play it. You just test. Yeah, everything my like 300 plus hours and all of them or whatever is just strictly testing and doing sims and stuff. And obviously it was work on the sim file. Dang. Do you, okay, real quick tangent. Do you miss working in the file? Like the file? I mean, doing the work in it, no. I mean, it's not terrible. Like the work really isn't that bad. Um, It's, at least for me at the time, it was more other people touching it because it's like you would just fix everything and get it working and someone would forget to download the latest one or something or would be using some really old base file. So then all the logos would change for a stream and then everyone was like, what is going on? And then next time, you know, I jump in it, I'm doing all this fixing and stuff. So I, I don't miss that stuff. But doing updates and stuff, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of tedious, but it, it wasn't bad. Um, I miss streaming a lot. That's the part I miss the most, for sure. Do you think HO is going to let you stream sooner or later? No. No, that won't happen again. I think I, I've been barred. and I, I'll never stream again for the PvE. This got real real quick. I'm sorry. Um, what if you ever consider doing a Keegan? What's that? I have no idea what you mean by that. Okay, so he streams like when there's like a, like a real legit emergency, like like a streamer is sick or they can't find anybody else. He'll he'll go he'll do the streams for us, right? But sure, okay. yeah. I'm gonna make it so simple. And but he can't commentate because of living situation, so he can't talk through the games. So. He'll stream it, and somebody else will commentate. Kind of how we do it with co-hosts now. Would you do something like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would totally co-host. Um, a lot of people seem to have their co-hosts already picked. So, I mean, which is fine. Um, but I would totally co-host. It's just, you know, not all the time I'm available, right? Because, you know, being an adult and stuff, sometimes it's just those nights where there's streams and stuff. I mean, they're modding which I kind of need to pay attention to um, or, you know, rather than what I, I might have the stream on my phone, but I'll be hanging out with the wife instead and we're, we'll be doing things together. So who puts their wife in front of the PBE? Come on, rabid. Sorry, okay. boss. Okay. Um, so yeah, going back to that, do you, what, what do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea to, to merge yourself closer to perfect team? Uh, I mean, I think park factors should exist to a degree to give some kind of variety and spice of life. Um, but I don't, it does, I think in the rules it was narrow to just 900 to 1100 now instead of 850 to 1150, um, which is good. It's, it's a good change. Um, but they need to monitor it because the, the biggest thing I've seen argued is uh, some GMs have argued that it has little to no effect, which is it's absolute horseshit. Because um, I tested specifically 
um, numerous times, but one I was really testing to see at the time how it would affect Hunter Harrison uh, on Vancouver because I wanted to try and get the guy as high as average as I could um, to win some batting titles. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't going to hurt the team necessarily anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I messed with cranking Vancouver's uh, factors there for a little bit. And I mean, it was a difference. It, it was pretty noticeable. Like, you know, one park factor set, he would hit, say, 280. But then if you cranked it, he would hit as high as like 305. Damn. Like, it's it does affect more than you would think. And, you know, for people to say it doesn't, um, they're just protecting their own little niche that they have. So uh, restricting it, I think, is good keep some of it so people can have a bit of variety between park to park like there is real life. Um, but we need to stop teams absolutely hand stacking. And uh, because what it does is ultimately you have teams which, you know, they may say they don't force players, but if you draft a player to, you know, I'll just use the most blatant one, but you draft a player to San Antonio and they're a left-hander, Right you can be like, hey, you don't have to change, but, like, you literally are affecting yourself by up to 20%, yep, right? Yep. So there's pressure without being direct communication and pressure because you're going, well, I mean, you know, you don't have to change, but you're putting yourself at a disadvantage by not doing yep. it. I, yeah, like, you could boost your average by this much if you do it, but you don't have to be good. Yeah, I, I yeah. That. And changing hand in is, is not cheap. Um, so, and I'm not saying this has happened a lot because it's not like I've been tracking this to be like, oh, this much has been spent and forced on people because um, I think there is a chance to change your hand in this as a rookie without any cost. Yep, yep, there is. Yeah, but, you know, if they get to them early enough, then they can just make them do it for free, which is kind of dumb when you have teams abusing it so heavily. Um, and then you have, you know, even, even if they didn't at the time, you know, a team that's competitive and up against the cap, I doubt they're going to fund someone's, I think it's 8 million to change a hand in this just to fit the team. Right. So, or even if they did, they gave them a big contract payout that year. Then you're saying, Oh, by the way, use 8 million of what I just gave you to fit the team needs. Yeah. Yep. So, And the biggest reason for that is now you step away from the idea that this league is supposed to be founded on, right? Everyone wants to be good. They want to, they want their time invested to be reflected and have their player be good, right? Mm -hmm. That's what everyone's wish is. And you're going to have pitching builds that are better than others, you know, pitch selections, handiness, investments, all that kind of stuff. Um, So things will change as they go, but by having extreme park factors, you're literally forcing someone who created, who wanted to be a right-handed batter or a left-handed batter into the other hand because it works better for the team. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're taking away the whole point of the league is to create your player and have them be their own thing. And instead you're going, well, that doesn't fit with team needs. If you want to play better, then you should switch. Mm-hmm. So, and in, in that regard, I I I want them to tighten it, but don't get rid of it. That makes sense. 
What would you think if they made teams pay for par factor changes out of the cap? I I think that's fair. Um, it it would depend on the situation, though, right? Like if if you had a situation where both GMs stepped down for whatever reason and someone new took over and they wanted to change it, I don't think they should have to pay because you're you're getting other people's stuff dumped on you, right? But I mean, if it's a GM stepping down and the co-GM takes over it, then I don't think they should get that free pass, right? And I think, yeah, totally. Um, if they wanted to change it, there should be some kind of repercussion, whether it's a, uh, a cap hit or something like that. That makes sense. Uh, let's see, my friend. Let's see, my friend. Let's see. There's so many uh, anchor uh, links to the the PO. That's funny. Um, okay. What? Um, so, kind of breaking news. I hope you don't mind me saying this. Um, as we speak right this minute, uh, the, the, the 66ers just clinched a, pot, um, a playoff spot, um, which is, <laughs> I don't think anybody's surprised with the fucking run we had. Uh, we did amazing. Uh, so what's your thoughts on that? I mean, all the test sims we did, as far as sheer averages for what the team was expected, I mean... No one would have expected what happened, honestly. Um, the team had a goal in mind for the way that they were kind of building the players out of the gate to try and give us the best chance, right? Um, but I didn't think we expected to literally have, like, one loss versus right-handed pitchers up until, like, tonight, I think, <laughs> which is Radonk. Yeah. Um, so that was huge and obviously has led a big part of this, uh, which I think I haven't looked into it, but I've heard people say is a lot of teams have actually knee jerked and been trying to like counter what the 66ers have done to get out to where we are. Um, but I think it's too little too late at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like super stoked, but like <laughs> just because of the way things have gone in the past, um, I'm hundred percent, you know, uh, PTSD from Vandals and Nashville and stuff. It's just like, um, I'm like super stoked and kind of want the playoffs to start, but at the same point, I'm like super scared about it. <laughs> Do you think maybe, maybe you're, you curse playoff teams? Oh, I hope not. If I do, then maybe it's like one of those penance things because... You know, when I was on the Vandals during Dynasty days, Connor McDonald literally, you know, won three MVPs in a row. So maybe uh, I'm paying for that now. <laughs> Very possible, my friend. Very possible. Um. So, okay. What has been your takeaway so far in the minor leagues because I feel like for a lot of people um the minor leagues is kind of overlooked because they're looking forward to the draft they're looking forward to playing in the bigs so like they look at it as a stepping stone right to bigger and better things which is awesome 
Fantastic. So, what would, um, what would like, how would you sell somebody in the minor leagues? Like, what do you think the biggest, like, impact of the the minor leagues is? Like, what's the funnest part? That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the way things were of old. Um, with the rate people got called up is now because teams are getting a little more populated, people are being allowed to experience the minors a little bit more. I mean, some of it's kind of forced, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, I still don't think we need to rush for expansion. Um, but um, part of it is, is uh, sorry, I meant like my majors expansion, minors expansion, I'm totally cool with. Um, but you know, back in the day, like when I recreated last time with Luck and Fuss, um, the miners were a thing, but like you really didn't need to stay longer than two seasons at the time to like make a roster spot and a lot of the teams that were kicking around. So um, the difference now is like you have players staying down three, four seasons because they don't want to get destroyed by the Death Valleys, the San Antonio's when they, you know, step up to the plate. So um I think that's the main difference is that minors is kind of required now. So because of that, you know, players are at least spending two seasons down, which, you know, kind of lends to that kind of being more invested in it rather than yeah. wanting to rush up to the majors. Right. Um, and as far as like the experience goes, the thing that kind of makes it great is you know, as long as you don't bash heads with too many people in the miners locker room, the miners locker room is kind of a melting pot in that there's a lot of people that you could talk with that you normally wouldn't be able to because, yeah. you know, they're from other teams, right? So I'm kind of the person where um, I try to keep my Discord somewhat organized and limited because if I'm getting pinged for too many servers, like it's just impossible to keep up. And then I feel bad because then I might mm -hmm. miss someone trying to talk to me or get my attention. Um. So, but it's, it's nice that, you know, say I end up on, you know, let's say Detroit for whatever reason, um, that if I go to their locker room, I could still talk to someone from the Voyagers. I could still talk to someone from the Vandals and, you know, kind of have a neutral zone and the 66ers locker room where we're both like, Hey, remember how we both came to the same <laughs> Miners team? Go Miners team. <laughs> Even though we... Yep, we're competing yep. against each other in the majors. Um, we're so. almost at the hour mark. Um, if we have like another thing, like five minutes, if you're lucky. Um, any like five round things you want to talk about? Actually, no, scratch that. We're told we'll you in a minute. Um, I want I want to spend the last couple of minutes. If you don't mind, if you do, just let me know. Um. Talking a little bit more about your Twitter that you recently made. Um, real quick, I don't think you said it. I could be wrong, but I don't think. What's the handle? Like, how do we find you on Twitter? So, unfortunately, it doesn't line up with, uh, um, like, it's not like at PB Insider or something. I believe it's at, like, K-A-M, Attack. 25 the reason why it's the reason why it's that is because i created originally for the uh I, well i was gonna say nsfl but now it's isfl 
Um, so I just left the handle of it, and I've never changed it, because I have so many people, like, following it and stuff as is, so. Um, yeah, so it's at K-A-M, the word attack, 25. And what are some of the more recent stuff that's come up? Anything juicy you can tell us on the podcast? Uh, I mean, I mentioned the whole interesting dynamic between Zealman and Farnsworth, so that'll be fun to follow um, to see how that pans out. The other one that I've seen people refute, but then also confirm. So this is the one that it's really fun for me is uh, Dasani Voss, which is Ryan Tyler, um, has been ping-ponging a lot, I've heard, in Cancun in that he wants out, but then doesn't want out. Wants out, but then they talk him into not wanting out. But then he's angry about this and yada, yada, yada. So I think it's a case of someone who used to be the GM of the team and is very judgmental of the people that are currently in charge if he doesn't it doesn't agree with what he thinks. So it would be kind of like, you know, if I went to the Vandals and I was like, oh, I love the Vandals. The Vandals are my team. But every time, you know, uh, AJ made a, made a trade or something, I was like, dude, that wasn't smart. Like, I don't agree with it. But it's like, I'm not the GM anymore, so what does it matter? <laughs> um, so it'd be interesting to see if they repair that um, or they move him. I think it'll depend on what they do in the draft. So if SD Core is available, I believe they take him, um, which would pair those two up, which considering the podcast uh, little fiasco they had the other day, I would assume it would be something they would both like, um, which might calm the situation mm -hmm. down or exasperate. I don't know. Um, so I, I'm kind of looking at that. And then the other kind of rumors that I've been hearing is um, there's, I've heard that Detroit might be shopping the second overall pick, which I believe is where they stand right now. It might have changed after tonight's sim, but yeah, they, they did they did have that pick um, available. So I'd wonder if they'd trade down, like I suggested, to maybe grab more picks or if it'd be for future picks. Um, if it was this draft, I could see Vancouver kicking the tires. The Apex have the ability to do it. Or like I said, maybe the Rougarous say, you know, forget the future picks. Let's burn some stuff to mm -hmm. move up and get who we want, right? Um, but I, I feel like as we approach draft day, um, you, you might see that trade front really heat up for some of those picks getting moved around. If, if teams, you know, feel like maybe they need to address stuff now, or if they're like, okay, I could get more because other people mm -hmm. seem to really want this. Right. So I think that'll be something to watch awesome. there. Um, so with that, I think we can wrap this up, Rabbit. Any last, anything last minute things you want to talk about? All right. Uh, I would say for those of you that are interested in the draft, I know that it's the last week of the season. So keep an eye on those standings. Uh, it should be fun for both leagues as to who ends up where. Um, I just saw a quick peek of the minor standings and, uh, those last couple of playoff spots and who seeds where is going to be nuts. Um, 
and even the majors, I believe, is going to be really close down to the wire. Uh, so the stand is great. will be probably the focal point. But if you have a chance, check out my week four draft board update. Um, and you can see how this draft is panning out, how deep it is currently looking, um, which will affect, I think, some of the picks being traded. Awesome. All right. So I'm Max. And... This is Rabbit Max Variety Hour. I hope you guys liked it, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.